0: Hey, it's Mal popping in here to let you guys know that this week's weekly teacap is actually split into half. Turns out we had two main themes of the episode and we decided to split them up because the episode turned out to be almost two hours. We felt as if that was too long and we wanted to split it up. The first half of this episode is what you'll be listening to now, where we talk about voting and voters' rights and we get into a little bit more of what's going on with the build um with the new bill that joe biden has introduced um you are going to be able to listen to the full episode if you watch on youtube or rumble but if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms you're only going to get half hope you enjoy (laughs) The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory And I'm Melanie. And we are changing culture, bringing back traditional values. I'm super happy for Melanie to be back. She wasn't here last week's episode. It was right up your alley. I wish you could have been there. Um... If you guys had not listened, you really need to. The title of it is, Can Wooly Mammoths Stop Climate Cl- Can Wooly Mammoths Stop Climate Change? The answer may surprise you. <laughs> um, anyway, so that episode is out, but we're glad to have her back for this TCAP. Happy to be back, Mallory. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good to hear. <laughs> which is like a funny awkward pause um anyway so how are your new year's resolutions going how is everything going well I have been
1: listening to the bible in a year podcast maybe not daily but like I'll catch up maybe every two three days um and so I'm I've been keeping up to date I'm you know, current, um, I have not been so careful with like not eating excess sugar, like as in products that already come with sugar, but I have made an effort to like not add sugar to things like toast or
0: you were adding um, sugar to toast.
1: Yeah, girl, I would do this thing. Y'all, everybody try this. It's so good. Okay, so toast and then butter and then put sugar on top of the butter. I thought it was really good. It is it is really good. Anyways, and then okay. um, I have not been stretching every day like I wanted. Yeah, I have been waking up early every day. Um, minus like the weekends or the days that I'm off from work. Um, But I've been, I've been waking up around like 6.30 every, most days. Whoa, that's early early
0: for you. Wow.
1: And it's very early for me. 8.00 AM would have been like early, like 8.00 AM is early for me. For me, I feel like my body naturally wakes up around like 9.00 AM, but I've been waking up around 6.30 Because I normally need to be on the road at like 7.30, 7.20. And knowing myself and the amount of time I need to get ready. I have to wake up like an hour before my leave time. So that's why I've been waking up so early. So I'm I'm glad. And then it's so cool having
0: so much of the day. Like you get the day started. I've been trying to tell everybody. I've been trying to tell everybody. Getting up early, you get more out of your day yeah more.
1: and for me the main incentive to wanting to wake up early is being to work on time yes but then <laughs> also just like being able to relax and do my skincare and intentionally pray every morning for like 10 15 minutes so that's been good um uh, but I have not been stretching every day like I wanted
0: well, the fact that you're able to talk about it and you recognize that you're not doing what I you to do. It. Well, no, I'm just saying that's like a good <laughs> step. That's a, that's a good step. So then maybe now that you've said that, you've admitted it. Maybe you might feel more motivated to do it now because yeah. you've talked about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I am doing okay with my resolutions um i'm the bible everyday thing is very hard um and i'm realizing i need to manage my time better um that's probably my biggest when you guys hear this it'll be 15 days we're recording it 13 days into the new year and oh almost two weeks pretty much and i realized like I need to do, I need to do better time management because I work a nine to five. And honestly, this podcast, all the things that we're going to do, all the things we have planned is kind of a nine to five, not a nine to five, but it's it's a good chunk of my time. And then I'm also part of different clubs. I also need to be doing other things. I need to be working on my fitness. So I just really have to be more on top of my time management. And I think for January, what I have put on myself is January is actually my, dress rehearsal almost so like I'm figuring money management I'm figuring out like okay I actually spend this amount of money I thought I only spent this amount of money all right well now I know so the next month I'll like I'm actually recording (laughs) how much money I spent so the next month I'll be a little more cognizant uh with the gym like I'm realizing waking up at 515 is really really hard I'm pretty sure like I need to figure something else out to make sure that I'm getting in the gym every day so okay what are other options and that's what January has been for me okay I cannot it feels as if I cannot read my Bible every single day so I'm getting a little bit behind all right so what does that mean okay maybe I can bring my Bible to work and read during lunch that type of thing like that's how January has been for me so February hopefully the idea is I would have gotten all the kinks out so then this schedule type rigidness i have planned in my head will be able to be implemented because now that i've figured out okay this doesn't work for this does so i have two more weeks i guess you can say to like finalize what all works nice yeah yeah, yeah. have you been um watching anything cool recently on tv uh
1: tv no i finished a netflix show i finished a couple netflix shows well that's what i mean when i say tv that's oh. included.
0: i got it okay, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well okay y'all y'all heard of love is blind but you haven't heard of love is blind brazil <laughs> so i watched a whole season of love is blind brazil and I just finished that, which is. Was so it in cool. Portuguese? Yeah, the whole thing is in Portuguese. And Netflix has a really cool extension. I forgot the name of the extension, but it allows for you to see the subtitles in the native language and in English or whatever your native language is. And so it's cool because then I can see, you know their words as they're speaking and i can see the english translation and a really cool cool feature is like let's say there's a word um maybe you're learning portuguese and there's a word you're like oh i didn't catch that what does that mean you can put the mouse over that word and it'll tell you the definition well you already have the English translation too but it can tell you like the direct translation anyways that's a cool feature and then another show I finished is called Go which is a Spanish show based in Argentina which is kind of like a high school musical vibe and the main character um is torn between two boys and there's the mean girl who's the principal's daughter and then a huge plot twist of the main character finds out who her dad is but I'm not gonna tell you who her dad is anyways but I finished that so now I'm kind of like floating around like what's next for me (laughs) it's all a show about organization and so I think I want to watch that next. Like there's two people who they specialize in helping people organize their spaces, like organize their homes, make it just, hmm. you know, a peaceful environment where everything's in order. And I could really use that. So I think I'm, I'm going to start watching
0: that. And okay. Tiny Homes. Okay. <laughs> I don't like shows like that though. The Tiny Homes thing. But that's why The your Alley. Yeah, I wish I could get into that or like those shows. Um, where people like uh, rebuild where they rebuild houses. Uh huh. I I want to get into those. I just can't.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like for me, with the organization show, like that's a skill that I want to work on. So I'm like, is. okay. <laughs> or the tiny homes, like I can get different ideas. I can see. Do you want to do a tiny home? I don't know. I I'm like. I need to talk about this more and like just like research watch YouTube videos of what are the costs like what are the pros and cons of tiny home versus trailer versus RV versus van life like they're all similar but there's different just benefits and so yeah I need to do more like googling and YouTubing of you know what what's right for me
0: yeah yeah because in my head i would think at least rv and van would be practically the same but i guess it'd be different yeah they're way different okay well the more you know um the spanish show sounds very interesting very interesting the brazil show sounds i didn't see love is blind the english version so girl why not i just hadn't seen it because i don't know it was a little blind we don't have to get into that but <laughs> <laughs> um
1: well that's the main question of the show and the finale like the end is whether or not they say i do at the altar is kind of like and that's like the answer to is love blind like does blind love lead to
0: marriage and
1: yeah that's what we learned okay. from the show
0: well maybe i'll check it out everybody loved it like I mean, it came out, like, two years ago, right?
1: The American version? Yeah. I think it... I guess it came out during COVID time.
0: Yeah, I think it was, like, right at quarantine. Um, But I guess I'll have to check it out. The Spanish show does sound interesting, though.
1: <laughs> it's called Go.
0: <laughs> the next show you should watch is Emily in Paris. Okay. Because i finished that last weekend i watched both seasons last weekend fantastic show 10 out of 10 do not know why there's so much hate um the fashion not necessarily emily but kemi she's one of the characters every oh and um and uh oh god why can i not remember the girl's name the uh she is korean and chinese oh my gosh how can i not remember her name anyway their outfits every single one of them I was like need need I legitimately looked up some some and um the girl I want to call her Ashley I think that's her real name in real life but I can't remember her name on the show but she has this like case that has this like thing that I looked up and want to get one uh next month. Like it's such a good show and the drama of it all is like drama, there's like love and she has to pick between certain guys and then yeah she goes with like, her friends and it's so good. And it's in Paris. And like honestly it got me really like, oh God, I gotta travel. Like, get me out of here. When are we gonna be done with this like COVID stuff so I can travel again? Like it
1: just uh is so is it it's based in paris but
0: it's all in english yes there are moments in french though okay you have to read the screen so the idea is she gets a job or her job sends her to chicago her job in chicago sends her to paris to be the american influence on like their marketing company or something and she's kind of like bumbling around trying to figure it out she meets a guy she makes friends she gets involved in little shindigs and we learn about different rendezvous we learn a little about french culture it's really (laughs) i don't know
1: why i thought originally emily in paris was a movie
0: i feel like you're thinking of (laughs) madeline no i don't know why i thought that oh well it's the show and it's so good and I really want you to watch it so
1: you can tell me. I think me I'm going to watch it but I want to watch it in French.
0: Do it. I want you to tell me who um, she should be with because there's okay like this after like, I watch
1: it okay. yeah after
0: you watch it and like Camille has the best fashion like everything she wears I'm just like need 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 like oh uh, it looks I looked up some stuff I was like oh well, let me just see and there's like different uh Instagram pages dedicated to their outfits it's just like oh whoa, it's, yeah it's everything that I just I love it I love it I love Paris I I know part, there's like a part where it's like yeah people are so obsessed with the commercialization I'm like yes I am people I like that like I always find it funny when they try to like make those people interested in that type of thing and try to make them out to be like bad guys but like I and I do like to go to places like if I'm going to travel I would like to go to the commercialized place because I'd like to see what everybody sees but I also like to go to the non-commercialized place um, to be in the city in the country wherever I am but I like to do both like and I don't think there's a yeah. problem liking
1: it could you okay just tell me you don't have to tell me which guy she ends up with, but can you at least tell me
0: that she ends up with someone? I can't tell you that. Okay. The finale like is that. too much. The finale is too much. Like, but it, it's just you got to see it. You got to see it. You got okay. to see it. You um, got to see it. Also, too, and then we should get started. I do want to give like um, a little shout out type thing to. Uh, have you heard Bryson Gray's new song? no okay so he has a new song with this girl with this girl uh with this guy i'm pretty sure i sent it to you um pop, pop, sniff um let me see oh i did okay with this new guy and it's like this um in the song it talks about like how he is not Control, so he can say and do whatever he wants and i want to give a shout out only because well also to the um the part that like uh the other guy is in is actually re- like his little part he makes like a anyway you should listen to the song it's called Control. but i, I wanted to give a shout out because it really ex- inspired me i guess you can say um because he made a very good point about like not being bought by anyone you can say and do whatever you want and like it's I don't know if anyone else listening has a brand or a podcast or, or whatever. And it can sometimes get discouraging because the reality is like, you know, if we were associated, just use an example of like, if Turning Point decided they want us to do a bunch of podcasts, which they kind of have already started that, but like, <laughs> let's say they wanted to open a podcast network and they reached out. The reality is there's certain things that we probably couldn't say or talk about because of who it was associated with. And we're trying to please the donors that they have picked as opposed mm-hmm. to, Different people, so I don't know. It just was very inc- inspiring for me because sometimes there are moments where I'm like, oh, I kind of want to sell the IP. Because it's not that I want fame and fortune. It's just I know how it feels to feel alone. In and you want to hear different, like some of the stuff we're going to talk about, and uh, some of the things even on our Instagram page. I know how it feels to feel alone. So it would be great if I had had this type of podcast, this type of thing, to start off and I created it because there was there was not one like it. Um, and then I want other girls to feel as if they're not alone. And then number two, because I do understand and recognize how important it is for us to be in these type of spaces, for us to be... Uh, Kong Ming, who we had on the podcast a couple, I guess maybe a couple months ago, he posted... Um, let me just read this really quick because I think it's so important. Um, he posted this. He said... Um, I hate when conservatives mock and deride cultural phenomena like K-pop, anime, video games, fashion, films, etc. We need more conservatives in these spaces, not less, because these are the things inspiring and captivating the hearts of the next generation. The reason why we keep losing is because conservatives are so out of touch with culture and don't even know how to create or influence it. Conservatives always distastefully ridicule the extreme liberal parts of culture instead of promoting and acknowledging the good parts. For example, anime many times can be gross, like hentai, but there are many profound anime with profound stories that hit home and inspire because they have amazing themes of family, love, sacrifice, etc. Very conservative themes, Attack on Titan. But too many just dismiss anime completely. Facts, data, statistics are important, but they don't move the hearts of men and inspire. Stories do, culture does. Facts don't care about your feelings is a failed mantra because while that may be true, feelings are what mobilize people and change their hearts. Liberals understand this so well. All of society's most influential gamers, streamers, artists, musicians, and I'm going to say it, podcasters, are all liberal. When the Biden administration is able to prop up cultural icons like Olivia Rodrigo and Pentatonix to promote the Fauci and is highly effective and we're not engaging with and influencing culture we're playing to lose instead of scoffing at completely disregarding from culture as we're as if we're so superior we must promote the good within these cultural phenomena. the next time you urge the Next time you have the urge to crap on Korean dramas because the men don't have biceps the size of basketballs or to miss video games as a whole because you think it's a waste of time, take a moment and understand why these are popular and what draws people to them. People are drawn to cultural sins and fads because of their components within them resonate with the human experience or our sense of adventure. And they also provide outlets for people to find solos from the distress and problems they see in this society. There's like two more that I'm not gonna read because it's already gone on too long. But you guys give a point, like, um, we need more people in these spaces, and I really do, that song was really cool, and it really just made me remember that um, this is needed, and I should stick with my morals and my values, the things that I think are important that should be talked about, so yeah. Amen. Amen. I guess we should get started. We have a lot to go over, and we've talked a lot. All right, you ready for the fresh story? Yeah. And let us clink our glasses. And we we are ready for some tea. Clink. Okay. Okay. So, our first story is New York gives New York City gives 800,000 non-citizens the right to vote in local elections the legislation approved by the city council will set up a system for legal residents to vote in municipal elections new york city became the largest city in the country to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections after the city council on thursday overwhelmingly sorry about that overwhelmingly approved legislation granting the right to more than eight hundred thousand legal residents the move places new york city at the forefront of the debate over voting rights serving as a stark contrast to some states that have moved to add voting restrictions including explicitly barring non-citizens from voting the legislation was approved over the objections of mayor bill de blasio who questioned whether the city council has the power to grant voting rights to non-citizens Legal experts expect the bill could face a legal challenge. Non-citizens will be able to register to vote a year from now. They will begin voting in local elections as of January 9th, 2023, according to the city council. Um, And then I want to say on January 10th, the GOP filed suit against Mayor Eric Adams, who, if you watch the ball drop, that's who was... um, sworn in as mayor so that was interesting right after the ball drop um new york city council and new york city board of elections in state court for illegally allowing non-citizens to vote in city elections american elections should be decided by american citizens and american citizens is in all caps mel what are your thoughts
1: i think this is so interesting um you know, to be allowing for non citizens. I think that language of non citizens is really interesting because it's not, it seems like they're not um, here illegally. It says that they are residents. Um, so I just think that language is interesting of non citizens. But I do think that voting should be a right and a privilege to citizens of that, of, you know, of that space. Um, it's a and And because if you don't have to be a citizen to vote, then who cares? Like, like right. you might as well, I don't know. I can't, I just can't imagine going somewhere, I don't know, Germany, Japan and being like, hey, I'm here now, give me the right to vote. You know, it's called a right, like for a reason. I don't know. So and I think too, I remember hearing it once, I don't know, like from Prager U videos or something of like um it's a tactic for um, the left slash democrats to appeal to the minority communities to try to get their vote so that they'll keep voting the way how. Democrat slash left wants them to vote, so I just think it's really interesting because New York, you know, has many immigrants, first generation people, and so I just think that this is an example of that kind of theory. I don't know, like playing out in reality, of hey, we'll give you the right to vote, and now forever, New York City is never going to <laughs> not be extremely left-leaning I don't know so
0: no that's a theory. that's a very good point um <clears throat> it's, I'm pretty sure New York is has the most immigrants because of LaGuardia I'm pretty sure mm-hmm, like a, yeah. statistic could be wrong um so this, I do think this is um a strategic tactic for sure I also like the point you made we can't go into Germany and be like I'm not a citizen but here's my vote and I don't I guess I'm also kind of confused why it does feel especially people okay sorry I'm saying like six different things so another thing that I find very interesting also too in the same vein is how people think that we should just have open borders and how this relates is I don't understand how people think that it's a country. How is it a country if our, if any and everyone can come in, come and go as they please? Also too, how is it a country if any and everyone can vote? Then it's not really our thing. Then it it's not a country. It, at that point, it's kind of just like a plot of land that some people live on and there's no like order and there's no structure. And, like you said, you can't, we can't go to Germany. We can't go to Australia. We can go to Canada and be like, hey, let me vote. Um, And I think that's okay because within our structure, within our um, community, this is how it is. And this is how you can determine that this is a space, this is for us. Um, So I think it's just, it's crazy. But good on the GOP for filing that suit. I Mm -hmm. hope that, that it'll, go on the GOP's favor but I am kind of concerned I don't really know how who it like who they sue like is it the I mean I don't know if, what court it's going to be in the federal I guess it'd be in the state court so then if it's the New York the New York Supreme Court I'm not quite sure how their Supreme Court is made up of if it's people who believe in the Constitution or if it's more of like activists so I don't know how New York goes but I hope that it you know I hope that they're not allowed to vote and I mean I'm sure if you're a permanent resident it probably does suck that you can't have a stay have a say but that's what's so great about becoming a citizen apply to become a citizen It takes time and it takes money and sure there needs to be some reform but if you really want to vote then that's why you should become a citizen that's a perfect reason yeah. to become a citizen
1: so I just found the statistics of where the most amount of immigrants are in the U.S. Uh-huh. So this is from pewresearch.org. It okay. says nearly half of the nation's immigrants live in just three states, California, Texas, and Florida. Um, and then it says um, in 2018, most immigrants lived in just twenty major metropolitan areas. Um New York, Los Angeles, and Miami. And then it doesn't say the other ones, but New York is one of those highly like populated metropolitan City. areas.
0: So what I'm guessing is maybe people come to New York City, but they don't go to anywhere else in New York. But then in Texas, they spread out all over Texas. California spread out all over California. Florida spread out all over California that kind of doesn't make sense why would it be three separate states and then like one of the cities is not even in the states that they yeah this also says
1: california had the largest immigrant population of any state in 2018 at over 10 million Whoa. texas florida and new york had more than
0: 4 million immigrants each wow i really would have thought LaGuardia or like I really would thought New York would have been the biggest but I'm guessing that probably was like in 1920 when people were fleeing places so
1: I would have thought that um Arizona and New Mexico would have been yeah on the list yeah bordering Mexico
0: but hmm, now I know I want to jump around since we're talking about voting. I'm just going to jump around really quick. Uh, if you want to scroll right after our ad break, uh, article. Is since we're talking about voting, the Democrats actually have a voting bill that's going to be voted on. I am not sure. Yeah, but let's hope you guys get this. It won't be concluded. And Joe Biden was uh, president. Joe Biden was interviewed um, asking about. Uh, like if he thinks it'll go through <laughs> <clears throat> sorry y'all and he said that he doesn't think it will so that's interesting very interesting um and let me tell you some of the things that are going to be in the bill that he wants to go through uh it probably won't go through because of republicans which is good um, so some of the things is he wants a national standard for voting access So the Freedom of Vote Act, that's what it's called, will create a set of standards for federal elections to ensure that voters have similar access to ballot boxes across the country. It will do redistricting reform and the Freedom of Vote Act would also outlaw partisan gerrymandering and congressional maps and require neutral redistricting standards for all states and mandate transparency in all of the process. It will protect election workers and records, and giving legal recourse. The Freedom of Vote Act would make it federal crime to intentionally harass, intimidate, threaten, or coerce election officials, poll workers, and election volunteers for doing their reform for doing their jobs. I'm sorry, which I agree with this one. That's good. I think it should be a federal crime to harass, intimidate, or threaten an election official. I agree with that. Campaign finance report, uh, while the Freedom of Vote Act is often discussed as a reform of voting in election administration, as well as a response to Republican advance restrictions, it also will address long-time Democratic priority campaign finance laws. I think that um, I will link this article, and then maybe we'll have someone come and talk more about these things in it a little bit more exclusively. But I think that's one of the Republicans' problems, not because they're like oh we want to do whatever we want finances is because some of the things that they have said are outrageous and it's kind of hard to enforce and one thing that I like um I don't remember who I heard say this but they made the comment like it's not a real law if you can't enforce it so there's no point of doing it like what's the point of having a law up there if you can't enforce it okay so and then the last one is an update on the Voting Rights Act. A separate and much narrow bill will update the Voting Rights Act of 1965, a House version of legislation named for John Lewis, a civil rights leader who served for more than 30 years and died in 2020, passed the House in August. So that did not tell you uh, what the update was. <laughs> I didn't uh, copy that, but uh, I'll link the article. Maybe we'll have someone come and talk maybe like for 10, 15 minutes about it. Um but the point being there are some things in the bill that republicans are not uh for and one thing that i want to add we didn't really talk about this in any of these articles but i do want to say this because whenever it comes up in voting whenever we talk about voting this always comes up voting restrictions aren't necessarily restrictions they're things to keep in place to protect everybody to make it a fair safe a legal election that's what we want we want our elections to be fair we want them to be safe And we want them to be legal so is legal the right word yeah sure Uh, um so these quote-unquote restrictions are just making it better for everyone and one of the restrictions that always comes up is voter id and i mean everyone has an id that I legitimately don't understand, um, how that is like wrong to require an ID. You have to have an ID to do any and everything. <laughs> I mean, you have to have an ID to to drive, you have to have an ID to go to the store and get certain items. Like everybody has an ID. I think it's kind of racist to assume that people don't have an ID. If I'm being honest, like,
1: Yeah, and I've seen a joke by Ricky Taylor that, like, people who are pro-vaccine, that they will, like, proudly show their vax card, but then won't like it that uh, an ID is required to vote.
0: Yeah, like, I don't get it um make it make sense as they say <laughs> <laughs> make, make it make sense, sense. <laughs> make it make sense but yeah so that's um that's not on voting that's what's going on we i will try to keep you guys updated on if the bill passed then maybe i'll try to have someone on and talk about uh what all is in the bill uh, but thankfully that the gop is going to sue and i just a quick plug If you are frustrated with what's going on in your city, your county, get involved. Get involved. Our day Listening block is, I believe, 23 to 28. Uh, They will be excited to see your face. Get involved. 18, if you're 18 and you're like, I want to get involved, they will jump out of their chair. They need help. They probably need help with their social media. (laughs) They probably need help with new ideas. They need help. I told you, I shared the story in the latest episode with uh, uh, Diana Lee. They probably need help just registering, downloading the app. I I was helping one at at a voter registration event. And we had to go door knocking. And some of the people didn't even know how to get to their app store. So I helped them download the app. And I was hailed as a hero. You know, like they need help. If you don't like what's going on, let's do something. Melody, you want to do our roll ad? Yes. Um, Am I supposed to speak in first person for this? (laughs) No, it should say Brooke. Because she she sent it to me and I copied and pasted. (laughs) So, like, say the girl's name is Brooke.
1: Brooke started it as a passion project in 2019 while working full-time as a nurse she left her nursing job in 2020 to pursue it full-time because she felt like god was calling her to use it as a ministry all little co apparel lit little co apparel is custom designed by brooke no items are purchased through mass retailers All of their bows and scrunchies are wholesaled through small USA businesses and are handmade. Their goal is to wholesale through more and more small businesses so that their customers know where their items are sourced. Who is making them and ultimately can be reassured that when they spend money with them, it's going to wholesome some families who are creating beautiful things to support themselves. Their priority is to ensure that Little Co is 100% scripturally based and run. They do
0: not cave to culture. Woohoo! And use the code those girls to get 10% off at their website LITLCO.com. Um, Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website thoseothergirls.com to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at those other girls podcast and on twitter at tog underscore podcast those are the girls changing culture and bringing back traditional values